Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, how you doing, buddy? Recover from whatever went on today. The insanity of the trade deadline. It never disappoints. It's always a fun day of madness, and, uh, you know, today, I think... At least in Rangerland, it lived up to the hype. It's all good, buddy. I think it's all good. I'm feeling good. I had a smile on my face all day. Hey, look, man, it's 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 the same team, man. I mean, goodbye to Brady, but you know, man, just where do we start, buddy? But first, let's just say hello to everybody. Welcome to a a special edition of the uh, Go Rangers Radio Show, a post apocalyptic NHL trade deadline show. Especially, do we, get time, do we get time and a half for this? <laughs> no, we don't. But do we I get all... a white claw and a half for this? Yes, that you get. Yeah, that, we'll no get doubt. That always. Good. We always got extra have a white claw for you there, Katie. No <laughs> doubt about that. But here we are, Monday, February twenty fourth. Uh, everybody was just, you know, hanging on to their seats. Well, some people were, but I would say for Ranger fans, man, what a day, KD. It's st- first of all. We got to send some love and good thoughts out to Shesty Sauce and Snoochie Boochies. And for those of you listening for the first time, that's our nicknames for uh, uh, Igor Shesterkin and obviously um, uh, Buchnevich, our buddy. They got into a car accident today, buddy. What's that all about? Thank God they're okay. But it looks like Shesty's going to be out a couple of weeks. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they traded Hank and Georgia? It's, a, it's just incredible how things turn out. But thank God those guys are, goes are, guys are okay. But, Katie, let's just start there with that madness this morning. Well, I know. I mean, they, they, they scheduled a press conference, and you're like, oh, boy, there, there's going to be some news. You know, and you're thinking maybe Kreider. And then, you know, I know there was a lot of speculation that, you know, did they trade Lundquist? Because that would be, you know, a reason for – you know, a press conference early in the morning um, or earlier in the morning. And then, you know, there was some rumors about a car accident. And to be honest, I didn't believe it. I just thought it was some schmo, you know, some guy trolling range of fans coming up with a car accident. And then sure enough, there was a car accident. And, you know, it's funny. I mean, it, it, I don't mean to laugh. It's funny now, I guess, that they're okay. But, like, the first thing that popped in my head is, like, you know, you forget that these, and I bring this up sometimes, is that these guys are people too, and they can get into accidents and things like that. And the first thing that popped in my head was that Seinfeld episode with George Costanza, and he's talking to Keith Hernandez, and he's like, <laughs> 32 teams, they're all flying around, no plane crash? You know, I just, like, for some reason that popped in my head. Like, you know, you have all these players in the league, and you never really hear about a car accident, you know? And then, of course, it happens to our team with our young star goalie who – all of a sudden, is injury prone apparently. So, but it it just added to the madness of the day. Yes, thankfully they are both okay. Sounds like Buchnevich is in a little better shape than Chesterkin, who's going to miss a couple of weeks with the fractured rib. Um, but just he's done, KD. He's done. <laughs> it's over. Just, just sit him for the rest of the year. That's fine. You know, and and the rumor the rumor I heard going around was that Lundqvist was driving the other car. So oh, see, I was going. Yeah, you, know, you beat me to it. I was going to say Georgia was doing it. <laughs> you know, we're on the same wavelength, man, Paulie. We've been doing this show together, I think, for too long now that we're like. Can you imagine the same thing. though? Can you imagine? You know, three weeks I went on my crazy rant about trading. You know, both. Both Hank and Georgie. Could you just, I mean, one day we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out sooner than later. But, man, if, if there's a chance that they were going to trade, could you imagine if they had traded them 
you know, on Sunday or Friday or something. I mean, it's it just, I just think it's crazy that that happened on Sunday. And, and that's the news we got this afternoon. Unbelievable. Yeah, it is amazing how it all works out, you know, and I've been uh, against the three-headed goalie monster from day one, and apparently it was necessary (laughs) with the way this is ending up. My goodness. I mean, to be honest, and I said this the last podcast, it's it's only been positive since they they went to this three-goalie system. I think all three goalies were playing well. The team is playing the best hockey of the year. And now your your one goalie gets into a car accident, so you have two guys ready to go. Amazing. <laughs> you can't make this up, Paulie. You can't no. make it up. You can't you can't drink enough white claws and make something like this up at a bar or in your man cave. You just can't do it. Well, like I said, the most important thing is, is thank God those guys are okay. Yes. And and you know, as a team, I mean you you just sit back. I mean, they were saying it all day in the NHL network. I mean, just the fact that we've got Georgiev and Hank as our backups, you know, is just crazy. Oh, man. So, George is going to get the start tomorrow. But, I mean, what a day. And, obviously, the big news. And I, I don't know which way to go to here, Katie. I mean, we usually start off where the Rangers are. We'll do that a little later as we look at the week ahead and, and what else is going on. But let's stick with what J.D. and Gorton did today. Definitely got to talk about the biggest news of all, obviously, and that's Chris Kreider staying with the Strangers. He's not going anywhere for at least – Five to seven years. He gets a seven-year deal, 6.5 mil per. Um, you know, he's 28. This is what we talked about. We, you know, you, we brought it up so many times. You've had your pros and cons about this trade. I was pretty much under the assumption, as maybe a lot of fans were too, that, that he was gone. But I'm telling you, man, you know, especially the way the team has played these last three games and actually the last month, you got to just, you know, applaud how these guys are coming together. I'm, I'm really, really happy that he's that he's with this team and I think JD said it great today the team is young you, you got to kind of keep some of these guys around and, and and Chris is one of those guys but come on KD take it away what are you what are your thoughts on uh Kreider staying here with us yeah I mean look the plan here is for this team to be a Stanley Cup contender in two to three years at least that's my opinion of with the way this this rebuild is going and, and guess what Kreider is still going to be a very productive player in two to three years, even beyond that, probably for the next four or five years. And if this team is lucky enough to win the Stanley Cup over that time span, next two to three, four to five years, whatever, Kreider is going to be a big part of that. There's no way he won't be if this team ends up winning a Stanley Cup. So in that essence, it's a great move to bring him back because, you know, he could still be a part of this rebuild and then, when they do become that contender, he's still going to be a very productive player. Um, having said that, I, I hate set long-term deals. I don't care who it is, how good the player is. I'm not happy about it. Um, you know, I think maybe the final two years of that contract may be tough to swallow. But, you know, I guess you deal with that when you get there. If, it, if this contract and this rebuild ends up with a cover two, I, I could care less. Uh, couldn't care less you know, what Kreider's contract looks like in the sixth or seventh year. I think that, and and obviously we'll get to it, I think the Brady-Shea trade opens up some cap room, makes it a little bit easier to swallow um, the contract at, you know, six and a half million. And I was, and I've mentioned it on past shows, I was more concerned with term than dollars, but um, the Shea trade opens up some dollars for Kreider and and, opens up some dollars for for some other players to to be re-signed as well. You know, whether you're looking at Strom or D'Angelo, um, Georgiev, whatever they decide to do um, in goal this summer as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it, look, it's great to have Kreider back. You know, if they would have traded him, there would have been a big hole to fill. You don't know if they'd be able to do it. You know, they brought in Gautier, you know, a young guy who sort of fits that Kreider mold. But you never know. You just don't know what he's going to turn into. And the Rangers could have been just chasing another Kreider for the next four or five years instead of actually having Chris Kreider um, and winning a Stanley Cup. So, you know, it's hard to have any sort of negative feelings or criticize J.D. and Gordon with bringing Kreider back. Homegrown guy, you know, hopefully be able to finish out his career as a Ranger. Look, if he ends up with a couple of Stanley Cups, maybe end up seeing his number hanging from the rafters and, uh, you know, away we go. Look, at you mean, you're not saying one Stanley Cup. You're saying a couple of Stanley Cups? Who well, what are, are we doing? You? What are what are we doing here, Paulie? We're not rebuilding for a cup. We're rebuilding for multiple cups. This is what this is about. It's not about, uh, yeah, let's let's maybe get there and maybe win one. This is like, no, we want to be a perennial 
Stanley Cup contender. That's what that's what they're doing here. And that's that's what bringing Kreider back is is about. You want to have that veteran presence, the guy who who comes and comes to play come postseason time. He is clutch in the playoffs. He's always been clutch since they brought him up right out of BC into the playoffs. The guy scores goals in the playoffs. So uh, that that's why he's back. And that's why, you know, I feel good uh, with where the Rangers are with him, you know, moving forward. So let's go. I'm pumped. <laughs> and you have to, we all have to admit, I mean, it helps that the team has been playing well. Because if, if this was a, a different run that they had been going on here this last month, and we talked about how important, you know, the hockey that was coming up you know, back in, you know, in, in December, end of December, and then January, and then and talking about this month, and they played pretty damn well. And just an unbelievable week coming up, and, and just the fact that the, the big games that we have coming up against the Flyers, Vigneault, the fact that we're in the mix right now is just absolutely bonkers. It's awesome. I love it. It's great. But, man, just we the, the fact that we don't have to sit here and kind of imagine if it was really bad – how many other guys might have been tossed off this ship? I mean, the the names that we've talked about, Strom, you know, even Buchnevich, um, you know, a couple of defensemen we talked about, even D'Angelo and so on and so forth. I mean, obviously the, the number one thing was the, the goaltend Hank was going to go, Georgiev was going to go, all this stuff. I mean, it's it's great now to see the other – to be on the other side, Katie, is just unbelievable. I mean, even seeing Hank now, and he's kind of – Settled in, we're reserved. Obviously, the injury now to Shesty is just unbelievable. But, you know, Hank's settled in. Georgiev's not going anywhere. So they it's almost like now the team has this time. Everybody exhales. We can breathe a little bit. This you can't you can't be unhappy about Kreider staying. And obviously as a as a Ranger fan, you're glad he didn't go. Um, you know, the money is the money. It is what it is. As far as the cap, I think, you know, even with some of the stuff they're making, I think they're going to be somewhere around 60 mil or something with the cap, and it'll work out in terms of with the, whatever the rest of the RFAs do going, uh, going forward. But, man, um, if they had been on a different swing, Kevin, this, this could have been worse. There could have been a lot of strangers on this Rangers team. Paulie, I've been saying all year, that it's not about wins and losses. That has nothing that, to do with no, what no, I just no. said. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> you gonna let me finish? Yeah, hold on. Let me take a sip for this. Hold on. <laughs> let me let me just wait for this. Go. With the way the Rangers have been playing, and now that they've kept Kreider, it is officially, and I can't believe I'm saying this, about wins and losses. <sighs> and I think that Kreider still being here, like you said, is because of wins and losses coming down the stretch. Strom, D'Angelo, whoever you want to pick. Um, I do. I I agree that the fact that they went on a little bit of a run here probably had a big effect on what J.D. and Gordon decided. I mean, a lot of the reports were um, that it wouldn't, but there's no way. I mean, they're seeing the way the team is playing. They're starting to gel. And look, they didn't move Kreider. They didn't move Fast. They didn't, you know, move any of the guys that, that we've mentioned. Guess what? That means they're looking to win this year. Um, and, or, and, or the right deals didn't come in, KD. Well, I, I think that the there's no way that there weren't deals there for guys like Kreider and Fast. I, I just don't believe that they weren't there. I mean, how could they not be? I mean, you're seeing, you know, different guys going, like guy like Pagiogo and the island is giving up you know, that, you know, the house for him, um, you know, I can't imagine that Boston didn't have a, a nice package on the table for Kreider or the Avalanche didn't have a nice package on the table. I mean, you're telling me that the Avalanche's plan was Nemestikov. I mean, they weren't looking for somebody else. You know, I, I, I just don't believe that. I, I, I can guarantee you that Gordon had some some nice deals on the table, but, you know, they they like what they got what they're seeing from the team. You know, the, the mix of, of young with, with the veterans. And, and I think that they wanted to keep it and see where, where this team can go over the next two, three, four, five years. So, um, and even this year, if you're not making any of these moves, and again, I think the Shea move had more to do with the cap and making room for him, making room for Kreider, and maybe some of these other guys over the summer to get them in. I mean, Shea had been struggling. He was a guy that I, I've been mentioning for months as, as, as someone they should be looked to be trading. So I, I think it was a smart move to move him. 
And, you know, they got a first-round pick for him, which is fantastic. So not only did Gordon address the now, he also addressed the future today, which is just why today was just such a home run, you know, for the Rangers. But I'm going to be honest. I mean, I again, I've been saying all year, not about wins and losses. Be patient. I, It has to be about wins and losses for the rest of the year now, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, they're in the mix, and they're playing damn well. And like I said... I still can't believe <laughs> there was a car accident yesterday because, you know, you, you get, I'm sitting here and we have all these amazing stats, uh, you know, from Shesterkin, uh, and it's just, it's like he's he's not here anymore. He's going to be in the hospital or he's, he's not going to be playing for like, like two weeks of value. I mean, there's a massive chunk of games coming up here, and I, I'm kind of just speechless. I, I have to get over it, I guess. And like I said, it's okay because we got... Hank and Georgie boy, but, um, yeah, the wins and losses thing, absolutely. I think all of us as fans here have just been pleasantly surprised. We've said it all year that this team has the talent. We've talked about how, you know, Coach Q and this team, it hasn't really changed. The only thing that's changed is that they've gotten stronger and tighter and better together. Now, granted... They've slipped a little on the defensive side. They've given up a lot of shots on goal the last few games. But, you know, they've put up, you know, 14 goals here in the last three games. And there's all these, you know, pros and cons coming. Now, I don't know. You know, the other thing, too, is is maybe to look at the competition. I mean, tomorrow night, this week coming up is just going to be, I mean, oh, buckle. Buckle. Yeah, buckle up, everybody, because buzzsaw. the aisles are just, they, they won a couple of games to get back into it. They picked up a couple of nice pieces to help them out here. Uh, that's going to be some game tomorrow night. And then, obviously, um, you know, we're uh, – I'm just trying to look at the schedule here coming up. And then, you know, Montreal is, is a wounded – they're done. But, you know, they could – you know, they're going to cause some trouble, obviously. They don't want to see the Rangers do any success and have any success. And, man, we've got – this is the crazy thing. We've got back-to-back games against Vigneault and Philly. I mean, these games are going to be just unreal. So what I'm getting at is here, the team has played well. They beat the teams that they, they should have beat these last couple of weeks. Obviously, the stinker, the bad luck game that I was at at Boston. But again, you brought it up, best team in the league. All right, you take that. You know, they, they came off a good stretch there, and it was a little bit of a lull. They woke back up. They won three in a row here. They get through the trade and deadline right now. Obviously, it's just jerking going down. This is going to be something else to see how they, they come around here. But, man, like I said, you got Georgie Evan Hank as your backups. That's just insane. But now we get to sit back. The trade stuff is done. The goalie stuff is done. We've seen these guys come together. The scoring's all over the place. It's it's Everybody's contributing. Um, they're playing tough. They're playing physical too, man. They're they're kind of they're standing up. They're really gelling. You know, here we are at sixty-one games, and man, we're like you said. Now, yeah, let's let's make the damn playoffs. Let's freaking go for it. I'd love to see what these guys have if they can. You know, uh, you know, get in there and, and and mix it up with some of the top teams that are up there because, um, you know, they they've got it. They they haven't had any major injuries. This is the first big one now. Really, since you know uh, Mika went down at the beginning of the season, but as far as the guys up front, we're firing all, all cylinders. You know, uh, Panarin's come back really well from his couple of games off too. So uh, this is fun, man. So I think everybody now that this whole trade deadline is done and the goaltender situation, all the craziness. You think about all the uh, the shows prior to this one, Kev, and and here we are on the other side of it. They're playing well, four points out of a playoff spot, and man. The games that are coming up are just going to be wicked, and they're really going to be uh, able to test themselves. And, and we'll find out here in the next, you know, couple of weeks, probably at the end of this week. By the time we get to the, the two games through Philly, no matter what happens tomorrow night, uh, you got to beat Montreal. And then these—I think we have four games left with Philly to end up the season. Just imagine if we're kind of hanging in there with those guys towards the end, and the fact that Vigneault's behind the bench and Hayes and everything else. Man, this is good stuff, KD. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and you know who's probably more excited than, you know, the fan base right now is a guy like Panarin. You know, he came here, came for the rebuild, probably figured it'd be a couple of lean years coming in. And now, look, the the team showed him today that they are committed to winning. And he's got to be pumped. You know, he's already shown that he loves the city. 
um, and, and loves the fan base. And he's got the rocket leg kick and all, all this great stuff. And he's on social media and everybody loves him. Um, and, and obviously he's putting up the huge points this year. Um, so this team gets, you know, in the playoffs, he's got to be a, a top heart candidate. Um, and, and now the team just said to him, you know, we want to win. We're committed to win. We're excited with what you've been doing this year. And uh, we're, we're going to back you up and, and, and try to see if we can't um, get into the playoffs with, with this great season you're having. So he's got to be excited. Zabinijad's got to be pumped. Truba, you know, all these, like, you know, veteran guys that we have on the team. I say veteran that, you know, they're in their late 20s. Um, but, you know, that have, have been putting up for this team all year and, and as part of a rebuild. And now they're being rewarded. They're being rewarded with a stretch run here with a full complement of, of players, a full complement of, of teammates um, that, that could, could do some damage in this, last, in this last month or so. And, hey, look, if you get in the playoffs, we see it year after year, you get a hot goalie, um, streaky scoring, whatever it is, anybody can win. Anybody can win in the NHL playoffs. So um, I think those guys today, um, the Panarins and Trubins and Benajad, they've got to be so excited um, for this next month um, of games and uh, just as excited as, as we are and the rest of the fan base. So um, strap in range of fans. It's going to be fun. <laughs> and hopefully it goes well. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what, Foley? I mean, you just mentioned the, the schedule here where it's the Islanders. They're in Montreal, you know, House of Horrors for us. Um, and then it's the two Phillies. And then they're St. Louis and Washington. So, I mean, by our next show, I could be saying, well, it's not about wins and losses again <laughs> because they <laughs> lost like five in a row. But, uh. um, you know, for now, I think there's a lot of energy, a lot of optimism. And, and you know, Ranger fans should, be, should feel good. You know, it's been a tough little run, you know, between last year, um, you know, starting with, with that playoff series, I think, in Ottawa um when they probably should have won that series um you know last year where the, all the sell-offs and the letter and then the beginning of this year was a little rough um i mean i knew to be positive about it i was one of the few ranger fans right Paulie. i know what i'm you know i knew what i was i knew what i was looking at i knew we'd be exactly right here uh <laughs> hold on i have to get my my throw up bucket hold on <laughs> but uh you know it's been a rough little go here for ranger fans so it's a, a nice little moment today you know, before before this all went down today, I said, uh, you know, today was a big day, sort of a make or break day for this rebuild. And, and I think that Gordon and J.D. strengthened um, the rebuild going forward and and uh, put the Rangers in a good position uh, to contend for a cup in two to three years. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because just what, looking at J.D. and Gordon there today after it was all done and you have to sit back too. I mean. The chaos that must have went on yesterday. You know, here's your, your hot goaltender, the young kid, great story. You know, forget about the hockey. Um, and I'm sure we'll hear more about it. But could you just imagine the chaos and the concern and everything that all those guys and the organization was going through as far as, you know, them getting into that accident, making sure they're okay. You know, I'm sure they were all up and down, you know, towards the hospital, you know, contacting family members. I mean, you know, because that's just a stressful experience in itself, and I'm sure that just kind of broke down through everybody in the organization, and we had no idea this was going on, right? And all of us are sitting here as fans, you know, waiting for trades, you know, people talking BS about Hank going to Colorado, you know, this and that, the Kreider negotiations, everything else. And meanwhile, that madness was going on uh, with Shostjerk and, 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 and Bucci, and and now to see them on the other side to have to they got Kreider's deal done, they got they pulled off you know Brady Shea here, and um and they've kind of you know they held they held they held their guns you know they held through through the you know the the pressure of everything and, you know obviously JD coming in as experienced as he is as you know you know how much he loves this city how much he loves this organization. And to think that they were just—that's stressful enough just to get through your first trade deadline as the you know president of hockey operations. Your first time working with Gordon, obviously doing this thing together. Um, you got a second-year coach. You're evaluating the team. You're probably getting—you know—he was saying too. The phones were ringing, so people were trying to make deals with them, definitely. But you know, sitting back now and and, and looking at the whole thing, I really. More than anything now, especially uh, realizing what those guys through, went through yesterday, you got to tip your hat to J.D., 
Gordon and the whole entire organization, uh, especially concerned with the health of two of their top players, two young players, uh, right on the eve of, of one of the biggest you know days in pretty much all the teams uh, you know franchises as far as the trade deadline. But it was especially um, a lot of focus on the Rangers, especially with the fan base, and and I just got to give it up to those, those guys. Bravo. They weren't expecting that. They got through it on the other side. And I think as a fan base, we really need to sit back and appreciate, you know, that whole moment that they went through yesterday, you know. And um, and like I said, we're, we're going pretty good. They're going to shake this thing off. Um, well, at least we know the kids are good. They're okay. And then they'll move forward. Um, but you, you just got to acknowledge that whole thing that they went through yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was, uh, like you said, a whirlwind and, and just not what they were expecting. And yeah, it's it's amazing that they were able to actually keep it as tight lipped as as they were. I mean, there was really no you know rumors out there or any leaks that that it had gone on a you know a little bit right beforehand when when there was an announcement of um, a press conference. You saw you saw a couple of things about a car accident, but you know you heard nothing last night and nothing early this morning. Um, so yeah, I'm sure it was a bit chaotic for them, but you know as always, the Rangers handle every, everything in a professional manner and. You know, they they did the same today. So, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, excited with, uh, you know, the day itself and how it played out. And, you know, the concern with Ranger fans with potentially trading Kreider and Foss and or, and whoever else was, you know, when does the rebuild end? You know, are, are you just perpetually rebuilding when you're just giving, a, you know, trading away your, you know, 25 plus year old players every year? So I think today, you know, J.D. and Gordon made a stand that the rebuild is is over, essentially. You know, this is our core group. You know, we want to, you know, go forward with them. I'm assuming they're, they're going to end up re-signing Fast um, in the offseason, or that's the plan. I mean, you would hate to lose him for nothing. I mean, that could potentially maybe be a misstep um, with today, you know, if they were to lose him for nothing. Not, you know, it's not like losing Tavares for nothing with the Islanders, or if they would have kept not re-signed Kreider and lost him at the deadline for nothing. But, you know, that, that could have been something, especially if maybe there was like a second round pick on the table for Foss. So, you know, maybe that uh, could potentially be a mistake. We'll see what happens in the off season, but I assume they'll, they'll find a way, especially with Shea being moved and, and opening up that cap space for, for Foss to be back in the lineup, you know, and he's such a glue guy too. And, and, and you know, if this team is going to take that next step uh, next season, you know, he's a guy you want to count on as in that third or fourth line role. Um, you know, hopefully. Uh, and look, I love Foss. I mean, I just don't think he has any business. Be, although he scored two goals last game. So what do I know? But, you know, I really don't <laughs> think he should be on that line with Panarin and, and Strom. But, you know, we'll see ultimately where, where he ends up when this team is contending. But, um, you know, big day. Um, the rebuild, I, I think, is officially over. It doesn't mean they're not going to continue to put young guys in the lineup. I mean, they're going to have to. You know, now that you trade away Shea, I guess the plan initially is to go with Smith um, on defense to fill in, which is great. I, Smith looked real good in, in the couple of games he filled in um, the other day when D'Angelo was out and, and Stahl had uh, the flu. So I, I feel confident with, with him in there. And look, if he falters a bit, you have Rykoff, who you could bring up from Hartford, or if you want to bring Hayek back up. Uh, so you do have those young guys in there. And then, uh, you know, next year you have uh, – Andre and and Lundqvist and and uh, you know our embarrassment of riches as as we like to call it here on, on defense. So um, we're, you know still the young guys are going to have a part going forward with this team. But you know bringing Kreider back, um, not trading Foss, Strom, you know all these guys. You know I think we have our core of veteran guys going forward, and and these are the guys we're, we're going to you know look to, and and the team is going to lean on to to potentially get us that cup. Buddy, we, we're gonna have to get some creds, man. We're gonna need to be a, we're gonna need to be a training camp next year because that's just gonna be off the charts. <laughs> hey, look, guys, I, trying I, to get spots on this team, especially defensively, the core. I mean, man, I told you, man. I said the defense is gonna work itself out, man. Defense can be learned. It, it'll be they'll be steady. They've adjusted, obviously. The four. I mean, they've played a couple of different styles of teams. They've played a lot of hockey in the last couple of weeks, but. You know, and obviously the, the the kid's been a net and taking care of business, but um, they're shaping up, man. I mean, I'm just let you know, I'm listening to you, and I'm sure you know the fans are listening to us and everything. And 
you sit back and you go, here we are, you know, 61 games in, four points out of a wild card spot, um, and just going like, man, it's all it's all pretty damn good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so something's going to happen. Oh, a car accident. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> but we got two <laughs> phenomenal backups. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, and that's the other story that came out today among uh, amongst everything else that went on. There was Longquist. Um, he had a, he had some statements today about you know you know over the summer I'll have to talk to management to see if I'm. Well, that's I'm, obvious, man. That's okay. If I'm neat, I'm just saying that's another big storyline that came out of today beyond the the accident and and the signings and and the and the shade trade was Longquist pretty much saying yeah I'm going to sit down with management in the off season and see if. Uh, you know, I'm still needed here. And if not, you know, he, he may be heading off, right? whether it's a buyout or, or they can work out a trade or, what, you know, whatever it is. I thought that was some huge news today. Uh, all right. Well, um, Kate, Kevin, while we're on that, let's just look at this perspective. Okay. So Hank didn't get traded. He didn't go anywhere. Right. He has that interview today. <clears throat> Does it make it at least easier now? For the fan base, either whether the lovers or the haters or whatever the hell, how you want to look at the uh, Hank situation here. He didn't go. I'll, I'll talk from my perspective. I'm glad he didn't go. I, I would have definitely supported him 100% if he had, had went to a cup contender. But he's he's not. And and let's just take uh, Shesty's injury aside. Let's say Shesty is starting tomorrow night. He's still in the game and everything. And they're all still here one way or the other. But I, I think now... One way or the other, let's say they, they go on some kind of – we have no idea what's going to happen now these next couple of months. But one way or the other, we get to the uh, off season, And now I think as a fan base and, and more importantly to, to Hank and his family and where he's at, he kind of gets to breathe a little bit because, you know, the organization gets to see this team grow. They get – we got – We've got to see Shesty come up. We've seen Georgiev play incredibly well. We've seen him struggle a little bit. Um, but it's it's all kind of played out in front of us. I think there's just been a we've been very very lucky. I think the organization has been very lucky, and we are definitely lucky as a fan base the way this thing is all panned out. So if Shesterkin doesn't come back for some reason, but Georgiev now carries the load, and say Hank comes in, maybe the two of them now they get us into the playoffs. And what's that going to be like if if Shesterkin comes back and we're in the playoffs? But these are all good things. Look. But forget about that aside. We go to the offseason now, and now Hank at least can make a decision, and he can look back and say, hey, it's okay for me to leave right now. And he might, number one, he might retire. He might, you know, go out on a good note and say, hey, look, you know, I don't want to play for anybody else. And then because another long season, and obviously not playing as much as he has this year, but who knows, but I think it, it might it's it's turning into a healthier kind of outlook. I think more than anything is as, uh, as a fan for me, as an organization, and maybe for Hank and his his family right now. He's not uprooting. He's not going. This team has a chance to get in the playoffs. Anything can happen in a playoff series. You you never know. But when this thing is all said and done this year, Hank can now look back, and the organization can look back, and I think it's going to be a cleaner break or a healthier break than if Hank had it been dealt today and kind of sent off, I think that would have really hurt. I think it would have hit us uh, all, all as a reality, as a fan base. But I think it's going to be a little easier now, and I don't know if we should be maybe selfish to the fact that, hey, you know, as far as our emotions and, and all of us who love Hank and everything he's did for us, at least now we can almost kind of almost see him ride into the sunset uh, in the off season if he does go uh, next year one way or the other instead of, him having to be dealt in the, in the, in the you know, today and then run off to some organization and we would have been like, oh, man, this sucks, but we got to move forward. Just love to get your take on that now. So you're saying you're happy Shashork had gone into a car accident. Is that that's No, I, 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 look, I'll roll the tape back. <laughs> I said put Shashorkin's injury aside. I said, I, I said, let's say he was starting tomorrow night. <laughs> Hank is still here. Now, Shut up and answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually I, I think it does make a difference to be honest because if if Shostorkin doesn't get into a car accident and, and is around and and Georgiev is the backup, you know I don't think you see Lundqvist for the rest of the season. I, I don't think he play and I, I think it is a bad uh, sort of end to his his career here where where they're having that discussion after him not playing, you know, since January. So 
you know, I think now it, it's it's interesting that he's going to be in the mix, you know, for the next couple of weeks in these huge games. I mean, you could see Quinn go and now lean on Lundqvist. I, you know, the last two shows, I, I was begging for fans to give me a reason why Lundqvist should be playing because there weren't any. Now you almost have to find me a reason why he shouldn't be playing. You know, he's if, if it's, you know, this team, you know, not moving Kreider and Foss are showing they they think they have a chance this year. If that's the case, you know, Lundqvist may be giving them a better chance to win than Georgiev. You know, he's never been in a playoff race. Before. Lucky us! That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, Lucky I'm, us. no, but I'm saying that this is all set up because of his chest Yorkin injury um, <laughs> or car accident. Um, because I, I don't think Hank is in the mix otherwise, but now he is, and I think he's a serious player in the next couple of weeks until Shishorkin comes back. And I tell you what, Paulie, if if Hank gets hot, you may you may say you may see him stay in if Shish, when Shishorkin is ready to come back. And wouldn't As, that be amazing? That would be Paulie. That would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> We, all, really we, we only got to beat the Bruins. No, we're not even in the playoffs yet. Oh, man. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's it's whatever whatever way this season ends right now. As far as – I mean, I've got Hank written down on my notepad here in big letters. And right underneath that is Georgiev. And and just sitting the fact that we have these two guys. And then on on the bottom of my paper here, I've got Sistjurka, 9-1-0. First guy in, in, in New York Rangers history to go 9-1-0 in his first 10 starts. He's the fourth in league history to do that. Um, seven straight wins. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Richter had 11 straight. That's all time. But um, seven straight wins as a rookie. Uh, I think that's a, a Ranger record. I mean, four 40-save games. And uh, it just it goes on and on about it's just jerking here. I mean, this just this blast of a time we've been having with this kid in net and it's just it's insane that he got into a car accident yesterday <laughs> and now we've got the king and georgie boy they're taking over crazy it's like a, it's like a, listen to me i sound like what's his face on curb your enthusiasm this is nuts all right larry calm down <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, you, it, this is like uh, like a soap opera here or something. So, yeah, and it really is, like I said, it, it's brought Lundqvist back in the mix. I mean, the guy was, you know, in the press box the other day. You know, the king, um, the guy who carried this franchise for the last 15 years on his back was in the press box the other day watching. You know, he was up there with the moms, um, and, and you, you assumed his range of career was over. And, you know, a car accident later, the guy is going to be a crucial part of a stretch run. It's it, it's it's madness. It this really is. This was supposed to be over, Kevin. This yeah. was supposed to be over. It was supposed to be done. We weren't supposed to be talking about the goaltending situation anymore. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah, it's only, it, like I said, it can only even get crazier. If uh, Lundquist steps up now. You know, in these next couple of weeks, and then you know what is what is Quinn doing? Like you said, you you gave us all the numbers on Chesterkin and and how amazing he's been. Um, do you just throw him in the middle of a stretch run um, after not playing for three weeks or however long he's going to be out? While say Lundqvist the somehow catches fire, um, you know that that would be nuts. Absolutely insane. I I don't even know where the fan base would fall on something like that because uh, you know there's so much love for both players, uh, both goaltenders that that would I I I don't envy uh, Quinn if that is the case. I mean, look, I hope it is because that means the Rangers are in a very good situation in in three weeks. But wow, craziness! All right, so here's the scene: Georgiev starts. The Islanders go up three nothing. Quinn pulls. Georgiev out of the game tomorrow night. <laughs> Hank comes in, stands on his head. The Rangers turn around, and they tie the game, and then they win it 5-3 with an empty netter. And Hank takes back over and runs the gamut, baby. Yeah, what do look, you say? They, look, that, you know, that easily can be done. You know, that that's not that far fetched of a story or a scenario. I mean, you know, maybe uh, I, you know, like that. But, you know, you could definitely see him take over. Um, so, if you had wow. told me we were going to be talking about this, I would have told you you're out of your mind. 
crazy. It's crazy. Good night, Kev. I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. I want to ask you, I mean, you brought up about Shea earlier as far as the, the, you know, the trade and everything else. And defensively now, you, you just as far as Smith and, and, and Lingram has been playing well too, you, you just think this is going to be a better mix? I mean, obviously Brady wasn't a big fan favorite. I mean, he was. I mean, there was a lot of love going out to him today, which was great. Um, but you, you just kind of feel this is going to – the mechanics of the defensive squad now are going to work a little bit better? Uh, no, actually. I, I You know, I I think Shea did have some difficulties on, on the back end, and it seemed like for the last couple of weeks him and Truba have been on the ice for every goal against. So I, I, I don't think the two of them had been playing that well. But, you know, Shea is a defenseman who's put – I think he has like 23 points on the season or something along those lines. I mean, Brendan Smith isn't going to come in and, and put up that kind of offense at all. So – you know, he is going to be missed. I mean, you know, uh, he is a, a he is a good player. I mean, it's not like he's terrible. Um, and, and, you know, he's better than Brendan Smith. Um, uh, so I think he will be he will be missed. There may be a little bit of a, um, you know, feeling out process here to see, you know, maybe you have to change up the pairings here a little bit more. You have to break up. I, I'd hate to break up. Lingren and Fox, but you know they may have to now. There may be a little shuffling there, and and maybe you have to bring up a Rykoff or a Hayek or hey, look, Andre Miller when he's done with his college season, do you bring him up? You know, I, I don't know how ready he'd be, or if that's just uh, you know fantasy or not. But um, I, I think there may be a, a little bit of an issue on the defensive end over the next couple of games while they figure it out with with Shea being gone. You know, he's a guy who's who's been on the back end. Um, you know, for the last number of years. So you don't just take a guy out like that and don't lose a step, at least initially. Um, hopefully Smith, you know, figures things out, plays like he did the last couple of games on the plays like he, he did when we first traded for him from the Red Wings, when he was the, just a dominant defensive physical presence out there. If he could bring that, then look, then it, it won't be a problem. We, we really, we really won't miss Shea. Um, again, we may miss some of that offense cause you're not going to get that from Smith, but, um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I think Shea of all the players that were being talked about being traded, I mean, other than maybe Mark Stahl, but he really wasn't going anywhere. You know, he was probably the guy who had to move, uh, to open up cap space. You know, I, he really wasn't playing very well. So, um, you know, are they going to be able to eventually, you know, fill in the void for him? Absolutely. I, I you know, with all the young guys coming up. Um, it shouldn't be a problem in the next, you know, year or so to, to fill in. Um, but for now, maybe, yeah, maybe they will have a, a little bit of trouble, um, filling in for him. Yeah, it's up to Brendan Smith to step up now. Let's see if he's up to the challenge. Now this kid Gautier who comes in here and, uh, he blows the penalty shot the other night. How do we get rid of him? <laughs> <laughs> what bust. do you think after three games, he's buddy? Yeah, Keen is going to. Oh, you know who the bust is, right? Capo is still the bust. What have you (laughs) you done lately, buddy? He he had that one game, and we all got excited, and uh, yeah, he's sort of been invisible again. Snooze fest. Yeah, look, and look, if if Buchnevich is going to miss a couple of games, you know, maybe it, you know, I don't know what what Quinn's going to do with the lineup. If if maybe they they bring Kako up there and say, look. Let's go. Let's step it up now. It's time for you to, you know, show what, uh, you know, why we, we made you the second overall pick. Uh, Buchnevich is out. We need someone to step up. We're looking at you, big boy. And uh, let's see what you got because, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, he had those, you know, that one game where he scored. He had a couple of nice games in a row, whatever it was, when uh, D. Giuseppe got on his line. But, you know, it, he's sort of been invisible recently. So, um, you know, he's, he, that sort of gets lost in the shuffle with how well Panarin and Zabinijad and Kreider and, and Strom have, have been playing. But, yeah, he's he's got to step up, man, uh, especially now that Buchnevich is going to be out maybe for a couple of games. You know, I'm hopefully looking at, at Kako to, to, you know, look himself in the mirror and, and, and maybe provide a, a little spark there. So here's the scene. The Rangers are down 3 nothing to <laughs> the New York go. Islanders. <laughs> Hank Lundquist comes in. And then Capo Caco has a hat trick. <laughs> Touch the game for the Rangers. Man, this Islander game is going to be exciting. <laughs> exciting. I can't wait. It's 
goodness. <laughs> the only problem, the only problem about what you're saying is, uh, <laughs> you know, the the island has picked up uh, Pajo, who who's a ranger killer. Yes, he so, is. So you know, <laughs> I don't know. So if here's able the to make story. Comeback. It's seven one, and Pajo has four goals. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, it's going to be a blast, these next few games. Uh, crazy stuff. Uh, D. Giuseppe's been playing pretty well. 11, 11 games now with the squad, man. It's like he's uh, he's old-timer now on this team. But uh, I guess, like I said, the guys have been – I mean, the last three games were a lot of fun, man. I mean, you know, poking around, beating Chicago, that was a blast. San Jose and the house and, uh, you know, Carolina, that was a pretty good game too. So, I mean, they picked up some points here. It's just crazy where they're at right now. And, and, and like I said, just looking ahead of what's going on here, Isles, Montreal, Philadelphia, and then four straight at home. That's a back and back against Philly. I mean, just, like, I can't, I really can't wait to play the Flyers. I think that's just a freaking crazy storyline that, you know, our playoff hopes might be now that we got to really Take it to the Flyers, you know, even beyond tomorrow night against the Islanders. Because the Islanders, to me, they've been ahead pretty much. It's it's crazy now how we're, you know, if we win tomorrow, to, to pull within four points of these guys, and, and those guys will be scratching their heads here, uh, and they have been the last week or so. I, I know they, got, they won two in a row, but just the thought of us going toe-to-toe with Viggs and Hayes and the Flyers and that rivalry and stuff. I mean, doesn't it always seem to happen that way, KD, that – when it comes around to big playoff points, usually at the end of the year, we always end up, the games against the Flyers end up being just huge points on the schedule. Yeah. Uh, you know, whenever I think of uh, needing a point against the Flyers, I think of Ole Jokinen. <laughs> <laughs> and missing. Well, now you know where Goethe got his, you know, watch what, what tapes he watched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bad memories. Oh. Uh, but, uh, anyway, but yeah, I mean, look, I think the fact that Vigneault is on the bench, like you said, and Hayes brings a little bit more to that, to that rivalry. The fact that we haven't really played them where we played them once so far this year, which is insane. Um, you know, there's weird schedule between, you know, not playing the Islanders all in the beginning of the year, the Flyers either. But now, now this is, this is fun time. This is when you, you know, all these games matter. I mean, you want to be playing sort of within your conference now. So especially when you're behind, so you can make up some points. So, you know, a ton of games, you know, Islanders, Flyers, Capitals, Devils, Penguins, you know, you name it. It's, it's, it's you know, the Metro Conference games are, are coming fast and furious this next, uh, you know, month and a half. So, you know, stra- like I said before, sort of strap in Ranger fans. This is, this is what it's all about. This is what we've been waiting for. Um, meaningful games in March. Uh, wins and losses. Yeah, they matter. <laughs> it's all about wins and losses, Ranger fans. I don't know what you guys have been talking about all year, but it's always about wins and losses. Oh, um, man. But uh, look, you know, and, and this is all gravy, though, because, again, I don't think anybody expected that this year. That's why it's so much fun this year. You, you got uh, a little bit of uh, unexpected uh, success. Um, on the ice this season and and even if it doesn't ultimately end up in a playoff position I think everybody will feel good about where the Rangers are the progress that they've made but you know they've put themselves in a nice position here um, to make well, a run for a postseason spot well, that would be amazing well, that's it KD man they've, they've brought us in now yeah you, we laugh now at oh, this but this, yeah. this this next couple of weeks are going <laughs> to be insane <laughs> you know what though they, they brought us in it's probably going to be a huge disappointment oh. <laughs> if i if i know this team um you know now that they've got me in saying it's it's about wins and losses they're gonna fall apart <sighs> i'm gonna be calling for quinn's head in like three weeks um, but, uh, yeah, that, that is the chaos that's on tap, man. I mean, I'm looking, even the, the, the Capitals picking up Kovalchuk. I mean, just that game with Ovi and Kovalchuk and Panarin and, and let's say Georgiev is in there and stuff. And, and just all of the, the Russian connection that's been going on here. It's just, I mean, this is just unbelievable. They weren't supposed to be getting a sniff. They weren't supposed to be here. I mean, this is like doing this show tonight is a blast doing this show all season with you. And just, you know, and thanks again to the fans for supporting us and listening. But, I mean, here we are, and 
you know, four. Look, and I got to I got to tip my hat to Torch and, and Columbus, man. Everybody's hurt on his team, and they just jumped over uh, to to grab the, you know, the last wild card spot right now too. They just jumped over Carolina, uh, beating the Senators tonight in overtime. But man, I mean, just we're not supposed to be here. But it's great, and it's 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 stressful, and it's fun, and it's it's just insane. And you know if. Kako would just, you know, step up. <laughs> I mean, you could probably put us over the hump, man. You know what I you know what I, I thought about immediately when, when you're talking about and, and I thought about this earlier today when, when they said that the Capitals traded for uh Kovalchuk is I was like, Can can the Rangers find a way to bring in Sean Avery to uh <laughs> combat Kovalchuk with the way he would get him off his game, that one playoff series against uh uh Atlanta. I always remember that where where he's getting into we gets Kovalchuk, Kovalchuk throwing punches at him. Yep. So uh, I think that we got to find a way to bring uh, get Sean Avery off his podcast. Um, <laughs> Have you listened in yet? Oh, I, I listened to the first episode. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> all he kept saying, "Look good, feel good. Look good, feel good." I went out and bought a whole new set of clothes after I, I listened to that. You should see what I'm. I'm rocking these these days. The, the clothes oh I got, God. brand new jeans. I got like a a fishnet shirt on. <laughs> Fantastic. A new new strut and your step going down the street. Are you riding bicycles now in the city? That's right. I'm I'm watching myself in the uh, bike lane in the city. Uh, yeah. Good old Shawnee Avery, buddy. Oh man, it's great. I mean, here we are, four points out of playoff spot. Sean Avery's got a podcast. We got a podcast. Um, <laughs> Shesty's going to be okay. Snoochie Boochie's going to be all right. Uh, you know, Kako's just weighing us down, man. He's just weighing this team down. But we're going to be all right, man, because Kreider's uh, got, you know, a boatload of money now. And um, we're all set. Hank's going to take over, and Georgie, too. And, um... I, I think Kako just needs another one of your rants, I think. You just well, got to go I, off on I'm, him again. I think you can sense, you know, what I'm getting at here. He's just dragging his team down. Put him down in the AHL. Get rid of the bum. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, he obviously listens to the podcast because the last time you went off on him, he, he stepped up. So, Well, we need, we need a hat trick tomorrow night. I got I got movie storylines going on here tomorrow let, night. Hold on. Paulie, let me, let me talk. Listen, Kako, I know you're listening. <laughs> you need to step it up. All right? We've had enough of this. It's it's almost March. Let's go. I want to see the uh, performance that you gave in the World Championships next year. Right, buddy? Let's do Six, this. 61 games. 61 <laughs> games. What have you done for me, Mr. Kako? We have him in our, our, our freaking intro for this show. I got to take him out. Maybe that's the bad luck. I got to change it. Who would I got to put in there now? I guess I got to put Kreider in there. It's just disturbing, this whole Kako thing. Come on, man. Enough. (laughs) (laughs) He's 18 years old, Paul. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Some child abuse over here. All right, all right. All right, buddy. So, um. I mean, I think we've kind of run through everything. I mean, we're on the other side of this trade deadline. The goalie situation is still insane. Kreider's going to be hanging out with us. Uh, JT, uh, JD and Gordon did a uh, solid job. I mean, these guys now, they, they know they're not going anywhere. They don't have to pack any bags. They don't have to change any apartments. Um, you know, they're, they're in it. They can kind of bond here. DQ knows, the, you know, he knows the uh, the team he's got. Lindy Ruff is filing his fingernails. He's, he's getting ready. He's going to shave that mustache, getting ready for the run. This is it, boys. KD, this is the squad. Can we make the playoffs and then get swept by the Penguins or the Caps or uh, somebody, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I don't know what else to say. Beat the Flyers, baby. Beat the Islanders tomorrow night. Let's get this going. I want two points. I want eight points this week. I want to just, I'm in, man. I'm excited. I was happy about today, except for Kako. I'm really happy about this team. And uh, Yeah, I uh, was, I was uh, like, there's always that thought, like, in your head, like, they could really blow this today. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, there was always that chance. 
But, you know, I, I, uh, you have faith in, in this management now. I think Gordon has done enough, you know, good si- since the letter and turning this roster around and, and uh, where, where you have trust in him. Obviously, J.D. with what he did in St. Louis and in Columbus and, and, and now with us. Uh, like you said, there was no panic today. You know, they're dealing with a car accident. They're dealing with, you know, tough negotiations with a, a fan favorite player. Um, you know, they, they kept their eye on the prize. You know, they didn't get spooked at the deadline and make it some type of foolish trade. Um, they, they see the chemistry that's building with this team. They see the young guys are developing. And I think they said, we just don't want to disturb what's happening right now. So, you know, kudos to them. You know, a great day for the Rangers. Great day for the rebuild. And, and uh, let's go. Let, let's keep it going with a, with a win against the Islanders because that's, that's sort of the cherry on top tomorrow. Wins and losses now, baby. No they more, matter. No more it rainbows. Matters. No more unicorns. <laughs> no more hospitality for Kako. If he doesn't show up tomorrow night, get rid of him. Get him there's out gonna, of here. <laughs> there's going to be a whole new way of thinking on this podcast. Next week, forget it. If, if they lose a couple of games, I'm losing my mind. I'm calling for everyone's head. Uh, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. I'm excited. I'm proud of the team, proud of the organization. I'm, I'm excited about what's going on. Relief to hell that Chesty and, and Snoochie Boochies are okay, and uh, we're going forward. And, again, thanks to the fans. Here we are. I mean, top 20 again, uh, U.S. podcast. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. So, KD, um, what number one, what White Claw are you drinking tonight? And number two, uh, mm-hmm. do you have a, a man crush for us on this special trade deadline show? Well, I'm drinking, of course, the watermelon. I mean, did you do you see the new variety pack yeah, that's I out right now? So you get a little let, nasty on let, Twitter about it too. Let Let's go over <laughs> what's in this new variety pack: watermelon, mango, which is my favorite. Um, then you have lemon, which is definitely underrated. It's fantastic. Um, and then last, and I didn't even know they had this flavor: tangerine. You know, not great, but it's better than the crappy grapefruit that's in the other variety pack that I basically just throw out. I didn't even drink it. Um, so overall, just wow. Just a great variety pack. I, I definitely advise all my White Claw, uh, my fellow White Claw drinkers out there to go get this new variety pack. Um, and you won't be disappointed. For the next couple of weeks, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> I was watching it during the game the other day. It's all it's good luck. It's good karma. Get yourself a White Claw, sit down, and enjoy the game. <laughs> And uh, and your favorite pizza again too, Elio's. Oh, you yes. gotta have Elio's. All right, Elio's and White Claw, man. That's that's the magic potion. Let's go all year long for the rest of the year. Before that's the pregame meal. Elio's and White Claw. I will make it a point to try and get those two sponsors for next year. <laughs> <laughs> I, all I want to hear is Go Rangers Radio, brought to you by. Mango White Claw. <laughs> and then we go to break. And here's a word from our sponsors, Elias Pizza. Oh, man. Good stuff. We got some good stuff to look forward to, KD. I can't believe it. All right, give me a Rangers man crush. You got one on Trade Deadline Show or what? Yeah, it's got to be Gordon and JD for all the reasons that we, we said the entire show. They, they Look, they, it, it could have been very easy for them to set the rebuild back a couple of years here if you were to trade Kreider and D'Angelo and Strom and you know, Foss and those guys and, and continue to rebuild, uh, rebuild of the rebuild, as we like to say. Um, but, you know, they I think that they like I said, they they recognize what they have here. It could be something special. They didn't want to disturb it. And and, you know, not only did they do right by the here and now, you know, they made the trade for Shea, which is for down the road, another first-round pick. They have all these picks coming up in, in, in the next three drafts. I forgot how many they said they had, like 19 picks or whatever the heck they have. So, you know, in the top three rounds or whatever, something ridiculous. So, you know, they, they're looking at the now. They're looking at the future. This is how you build, you know, a dynasty or per- perennial St- Stanley Cup uh, contender. So uh, it's all good in Rangerland. Uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago. When uh, we were missing the playoffs for eight straight years, and we were trying to buy our way out of the out of the problems, and you know, spending money on top of money and going nowhere, so you know, this is how you build um, a, a successful franchise. Um, Ranger fans should be excited. I'm excited. I know you're excited. 
and uh, let's go. I am pumped, my brother. It's good <laughs> stuff, and definitely the best of Pavel and Igor. Get your butts back on the ice as soon as you can. Thank God you guys are okay. Hank and Georgie, don't let us down. Beat those Icelanders tomorrow night. Let's get this thing going. Once again, maybe, right. I'll, maybe I'll send over. To, I was gonna say maybe I'll send Shastine Butchnevich some white claw and Helios in, in, at the hospital. I, I hear get him pour, to feel better. Pour it over your injury. It, it kind of goes away, right? <laughs> Any <right>. ailments. <laughs> Good stuff. Say goodbye to the folks, KD. Bye, folks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much for listening to Go Rangers Radio. Congrats to the strangers moving forward here. Man, we got points to get. We got a chance to get in the playoffs, baby. Beat the Icelanders tomorrow night. And as always, let's go, Rangers!